morning, everybody. So excited to be here. What a great day, a landmark day, and so exciting just to talk about uh, what we've been through and how we've gotten there and all that God has done. And I know there's been a question like, why, why have we done this, right? Why, what if? Why FPU? Why do, we, why do we shut everything down for nine weeks? Why did we let Joey do that split kick? That was amazing, by the way, dude. I'm impressed. Come on, give it up for Joey McLaughlin. Unbelievable. Like, why do we shut everything down? Why do we offer 14 different classes over the course of nine weeks? Why do we have so many table leaders that we recruited and a leadership team? And why do, we, why do we say no to so many things? And why do we just, with this intensity and intentionality, push people towards going through the class and being part of our series and getting connected in the community? Like, why do we do that? Like, why do we do that? And I think if we wanted to boil it down to one word for today, if we just had one simple word that we could boil it down to, it would be the word freedom. It'd be the word freedom. You know, in Galatians chapter 5, we read this. It says, for freedom, Christ has set us free. So what we know is that Jesus came to give us freedom. He came to give us freedom from sin spiritually. He came to give us freedom emotionally. He came to give us freedom financially. And so he goes on to say, it's for freedom you've been set free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit to a yoke of slavery. In other words, once you get free, don't use your freedom to get in slavery again. In other words, don't keep going down the same path that got you in slavery in the first place. Stop that. Do something different. Act differently. Make different decisions. Look at the world differently so that you don't experience that slavery again. And what we know is that when you are enslaved financially, you're in slavery. There's a lot of baggage that comes with that. And when we, the Bible even teaches us the borrower is slave to the lender. We find that we're in slavery. And so many people we find have been in slavery. Now, you would say this, well, but Stephen, we're, we're different. Wouldn't you say that? We live in an affluent community. We have houses and a couple of cars. And we have the best kids' playgrounds in the nation. We have the best shopping in the world. Am I right? Give me an amen right there. Come on. We, have, we buy things we don't buy generic, we buy name brand, and we buy name brand of things people haven't even heard of yet. Like, we are, we are so name branded. We, we, but we, so we're different. We're different. Now, as you look across the country, a study came out by NBC News just this week that said in the United States, we have $13.5 trillion of personal debt, household debt. Now, that number doesn't mean a lot because it's so big and there's no context. Let me just put it to you this way. We're at the same level of debt we were before the 2008 recession. Anybody remember 2008? Anybody? A couple of you? Some of you will live long enough to see another one. Soon, right? So we know as a country, but we're different because, we're, because we have more and we're affluent. And so what we've done over the course of the series is that you, for those of you guys that have been through financial peace, you know that, that we come up, we, we ask for a couple of numbers. How many people have been through it? How many people went through the class? How many people? Come on. Yeah, that's right. Hundreds of us. And so there's a few numbers that you submit. Number one, you submit the level of uh, money that you have in savings. You submit the number of credit cards you have. Some of you didn't have enough digits to fill that one out. The number of credit cards that you have. And then we, we submit the, num the amount of debt that we have. But hey, we're rich. We're affluent. We don't have a lot of debt. So we had about 250 50 families that went through this. So we had 178 people respond and we, and we got their debt number. Like, what, what would you expect that number to be? That number for 178 families was $10 million, $514,702. Oh, yeah, and eight cents because it all counts, doesn't it? You got to pay it all back. That's $10 million of stress. 
That is $10 million of anxiety. That's $10 million of marriage conflict. That's $10 million of hopelessness. We are not different. We're not different, but we can be. And today is going to be a day where we celebrate the fact that we are on the way to being different. We're on the way to doing something new. We're on the way to seeing a different future because God's setting us free. And the truth is, this hadn't been, it's not just a financial teaching series, is it? It's about more than that. It's about life change. It's about stories of people being able to find freedom. So we just want to celebrate those stories today. You guys ready to celebrate? Say yes. Oh, come on. So we're going to have an opportunity. We're just going to celebrate. And I'm going to tell some stories in some different ways. And we're just going to celebrate. We're going to have fun. Do not pop your popper at me, please. I got hit in the eye in the last service. No, just kidding. Um, But we're going to have a time at the end where we're going to celebrate in a really big way and make it all come together. So as we get started today, let's remember what this is about, that Jesus came to bring us freedom. And let me just pray for us as I get started. Father, just thank you that you come to give us freedom and hope and life, that you've arranged our lives to be at Stone Creek during this season, God, that we can see things differently. You have a plan for us in the future. You are a great God who wants to give good gifts to his kids, and we're just grateful for that. And God, I just pray for those who have had their lives changed, God, that you would just continue to work in their life. You would just continue to help them stay diligent, to focus on the freedom that you've given them. And God, for those who haven't made it yet, God, you would just help them see, catch a vision that they're life can be different, that things can be new, that things can be different. And we just pray that at the end of the day, that all this confetti, all this confetti, all this singing, all this fun, it's for the name of Jesus. And we just pray in his name. Amen. So a couple of, a couple of smaller, a couple of small stories, you know, um, we, we just wanted to celebrate people and let them be able to come up and, and shoot off a confetti cannon just to celebrate. We had a couple of teachers. One of them is here. Renata, are you here? Is Renata here? Where are you at? Come here, girl. Come here. There you are, right in the middle. Now, Renata is a teacher, and we know that teachers get really creative when they do things. So this is Renata and a friend of hers, Maria, and they went to the envelope system. They went cash only, which is the way to go. That's awesome. Congratulations. And uh, you can see they made some very creative envelopes because teachers have to get creative with their envelopes. And so, Renata, I just want you to start us off today by selling it with that confetti cannon. Do you know how to use that thing? What if we did it together? Or maybe I'm just going to show you, right? Everybody ready? Just kidding. I'm not doing that. You're just going to twist it like that and hold it up so nobody gets hit in the eye. Come on. Loud. Here we go. That's the way to start it off. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Awesome. We also have Chad and Sandra Boyd. You guys up here, come on up. Let's give them a hand as they come up today. So I met the Boyds when we went through FPU together. Back in February, I think, is when it started. We went through it. What's up, big man? What is your name? Aiden. Hey, Aiden? Aiden. Aiden, like the great missionary Aiden. Aiden. Awesome. Great. Come on over here. That's awesome. That's a true story, by the way. Um, and so we got to meet them, and they have been able to dig out of, a, 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 dig out of some debt. They will cut up a bunch of credit cards, and this last week, we were able to cut up your last one. So not only are they here to celebrate that with a confetti can, they also want to do the debt-free scream. Any of you heard Dave Ramsey people give a debt-free scream? Anybody? Yeah, come on. So we're going to do all that together. You want to, you, we're going to do it all at the same time? Yeah. So say, we're debt-free. I love my pastor, right? Say that <laughs> as you get finished. That's awesome. And so, okay, on the count of three, you let it go. Aiden, are you ready, sir? Ready. Awesome. One, two, three. We're debt-free. Come on. Yeah. Good job, man. Thank you very much. You guys are awesome. Thank you very much. Take some of that with you, sir. 
All right, what about Bill and Janet? Bill and Janet Johnson, come up here, please. Now, come on. Awesome. I wish you would give her that confetti cannon, Bill. Now, Bill and I, we go way back, like 18, 20 years, something like that, a long time. And uh, so obviously Janet and I do too. Bill's one of our elders. And, uh, and Bill, as he's approaching retirement, I know it's easy to believe for him. He married somebody that looks like maybe his daughter. Way to go, Janet. Um, but but um, Bill learned a few things about insurance, how he could save some money, and they were able to pay off their mortgage because of some, yeah, come on. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And so Bill is a very generous person, and I know that, I mean, I know this has really been cool for, so you guys, man, knock it out. Here we go. Just turn it and let's go. <laughs> you may need to let her do it. No, I'm kidding. Right, one more time. One more time. <laughs> okay, it's defective. There we go. There we go. That's awesome. Thanks, man. So good. Thank you, Janet. So good to see you. All right, one more. Matt Hockney, come up here, sir. Let's give Matt a round of applause. Hey, man, good to see you. Thank you. Matt's one of the young adults uh, in the life of our church, and they've been meeting, and he's been going through FPU. And over the course of the series, over the course of the class, he was been able to pay off a, a great amount of debt, but also even steps beyond just paying off debt, was able to start contributing more to his retirement plans, also to purchase a house, kind of with the Dave Method 10% down, 15-year mortgage. Let's give him a hand. Come on. Good job. And not only that, Matt's had opportunity to step into generosity because he's had the margin to be able to give and to be able to do that. And so we just want to celebrate with him, man. Let's go and make it happen. One, two, three. Yay! Good job, man. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And so we're just, we just want to celebrate every story that we can. There's some that are a little more rapid fire. I just want to read them to us and just, um, and just read them and just to hear that it's not just changing the big picture of our lives. It doesn't just change, hey, what's going to happen in 25 years, but on a daily basis, God is up to something when it comes to these stories. Um, one couple talks about they doubled up their car payment to pay, off, to pay their cars off early. The average car payment in the United States is about $600. So imagine what you could do with that. Um, we know that money is the number one cause of divorce. So we had a lot of couples talked about, they started talking about money for the first time in their marriage. A couple from a Tuesday night class made a budget for their first time after 30 years of being together. Let's shout about that one. Come on. There's another couple who just said, hey, we're just more aware of our finances as a couple. And now it allows us to make decisions together. That's a big one. This one's awesome. It says, we negotiated our appliance pur purchase for the first time at work, and it saved us a lot of dollar-dollar bills. Come on. That was awesome. Yeah, come on. One of our protégés, I believe we have a picture of her, talked about, um, or them, talked about, oh, there, that's a nice picture, um, talked about downsizing their car, downgrading their car so they could get rid of their car payment in order to be able to just pay cash for a car and to live debt-free. And so now they're living off of one salary, and it's doable, and they have budget where they, where they sold their car, and they've downsized. Now they have no car debt. That's incredible. This one, this, one, uh, this one lady said they were able to help a friend who was moving to an apartment because they had margin to give, right? Just a little margin to give. Another couple said they're changing their legacy because they decided to continue to live in a small apartment to remain debt-free and save for a larger down payment to buy a house. Like, how many of us bought houses and wish somebody had told us that, right? That we'd have waited just a little bit? Um, a family from our Sunday morning class used cash on vacation for the first time and ended up not paying for their vacation after it was over. Like, that's incredible. How fun would that be? 
This, this couple sold off some things around the ha- house just to pay off some credit card debt, said it was super easy. Thank you, eBay. We love you. <laughs> Another couple got a, a refund, they did, and, and they did something that was uh, countercultural, life-changing. They actually didn't spend it all when they got it. They saved it. Who would love to do that with any kind of refund? So parents, here's one. Uh, their daughter saved up all of her allowance money for months to make a large purchase. And when she found, when she was about to spend it, she decided to save the money instead of spending it because she now knows the significance of money at an early age. That's awesome. Here's a couple that says in their 50s that took the class and said, it's never too late to get started. I was a little offended by that one because I'm in my 50s, so call me old. But I agree, it's never too late. Here's a lesson for all of us. I waited overnight to make a purchase, and it prevented me from making a huge mistake. Like anybody wish they'd have waited? Like, I wish I'd have just waited. A little buyer's remorse. Um, Thursday night class, cut up a ton of credit cards, and now they only use their debit card for purchases every single day. I realized that many of my previous emergencies are no longer emergencies because of my emergency fund. Anybody can relate to that one? Incredible. This is from our Monday night class. My transmission needs to be replaced in my car, but instead of putting it on a credit card, I've been saving the cash and in the meantime using public transportation to not go into any debt. Awesome. That's awesome. And some of you, somebody out here may have a car that this guy needs. We'd love to take, help you get connected up. I grew up here in a car payment was always a way of life. However, I bought one with cash and will never have a payment again. It feels amazing. That's incredible. Thursday night, one of our singles learned to budget. She started to pay off credit card debt that she'd had for over four years, to start, and then she started paying off her $76,000 in student loan debt. Financial Peace has given her a newfound passion to pay off debt as a single in order to prepare for her future. Man, if you have a plan, you can get there. Now, some of us sacrificed. There were some things we did without, right? There's some things you guys did without, you stopped doing just to get your finances in order. There's some things you discovered you were spending money on that was a shock. Like you didn't realize you were spending a lot of money on it. And the number one thing that I've noticed that people were able to navigate was eating out. How many people find out, we spend a lot of money eating out, right? How many of you don't know how much you spend eating out? Yeah, all right, that's right, you don't. And so we found, so there was this one particular uh, lady, young girl who, what are you, young lady, girl, I don't know, but come here, Madeline, come here, Madison, come here, come here. So Madison gave up Chinese food for the course of nine weeks. And if I'm not mistaken, you said that it was, kind of, it was kind of rough to be around you during that time because you were a little bit hangry. Yes. Awesome. So what we provided for you is a year's worth no, is some Chinese food, right? So we're going to give Madison some Chinese food so that she's not hangry any longer. Say thank you so much thank for that. You. Come on. How, how many of you know, how many of you like sweet tea? Anybody? Like we're from the South. We love sweet tea. So we had one lady. Um, Madeline, are you here? Where are you? Come here, Madeline. Come here just a second. Now, Madeline, I just happened to be at an event with her, and she was sharing with me. She'd given up, she'd given up something, and I thought, wow, that's amazing. And so we want to we honor her and give her a little surprise. So Madeline, Madeline gave up Zaxby's sweet tea for, for over the course of the whole time. So we've invited Ron Hagler. Ron is a general manager for the area Zaxby's, and he is presenting you with a gift basket of stuff that you haven't had. Awesome. 
Awesome. Ron, thank you so much. Madeline, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Madeline, thank you. I hope you enjoy that. Now, Madeline had bought her own tea kettle and was making her own tea. And now you don't have to for a little while. So awesome. Thank you. One of the things that we learned and we talked about was the value of starting to save early as you're young. Um, And we have a savings chart. I don't know if you guys remember seeing this, but if you start at age 19 at about $160 a month, by the time you're 65, you have $2.3 million, man, based on compound interest and investing. But if you waited until you were 27 and you gave $2,000, about $160 a month, you would only have $1.5 million. And so we had a lot of students, we had over right around 100 kids and students that stepped in to learn these principles and the value of starting to save early. And so we want to just be able to honor a couple, one of them who had, we had some of them that, and they gave their time to be able to babysit your kids while you were in class. And we've had a group of students who's helped us do all those things from balloons to confetti to cleaning up probably, but no, not really, but all the things that you see. And so we wanted to just help one of our students be able to start their IRA right now while they're in high school so that by the time they get to be 65, they will have planned for their future. So Abby, if you would, I'm going to ask you to come up here and we have a special gift for you um, to contribute your first payment to your retirement fund. Thank you, Justin. Hey, Abby. Grab that. So for Abby, we're going to give her her first month to her IRA and uh, so that she can be a millionaire when you are a little bit older. So Abby's a valuable part of our student ministry, also of our church. She's around and she does a lot of things behind the scenes that you guys don't get to see. So Abby, congratulations. We're proud of you. Yes. You know, so just a lot of fun things. People gave up and kind of leaned into. We just wanted to bless them in ways that we could. And, and so, but we do have a few more stories that uh, we're going to just to sit down a bit so that you can be able to hear from a couple of people about some significant changes that they've made in their life that's really going to transform their future. So Jonathan, Caitlin, Murphy, I would, I mean, if you guys would come up here and um, just get, ask you guys a few questions to be able to tell your story. Thank you so much. Now, just as, a, just as we get started, just a little bit, tell us a little bit about yourself. Now, how long have you guys been married? We've been married for a year and a half. Is that on? He said it was on. But come on, talk. <laughs> Are we on? We're on. Okay. So we've been married for a year and a half. Awesome. So a year and a half. You guys, anybody married remember being married a year and a half? Raise your hand. It's a long time ago, wasn't it? A handful of you. Um, a year and a half. So tell me a little bit. How's that been? It's been great. It's been a great year and a half. Flies by. It um, goes by fast. I know. It's, it's crazy. Next thing you know, you're going to be retiring. <laughs> Just kidding. So what's the, tell me something you've learned about each other um, that's annoying. Ooh. Share the dirt. <laughs> well, after our little dating scenario we had up here. I oh, mean, yeah. You were part of the dating game. Yeah, yeah we did, were, y'all, did y'all win? We were tied. We tied. Okay. So yeah. you didn't win is what you're saying. <laughs> gotcha. You can just say that's rough. Tied, okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, I realized that when he eats and he's has the fork and it scrapes his teeth scrape against the fork that, that, bothers, that bothers you and gets on your nerves a little bit Jonathan you got anything you want to share that yeah, t- nothing that's awesome <laughs> good job baby good job well just a little bit tell us a little bit about as you got started like what what, what was appealing about Financial Peace University and, and beginning to take that yeah, so I had heard about uh, Dave Ramsey's class back in high school. I never took advantage of it or anything. Um, 
And so then you make it through high school and college and they don't teach you any of those principles mm -hmm. in the classroom or anything. So then when we got married and we heard you guys offering it here, we're like, well, we need to absolutely take advantage of that opportunity and start yeah. those discussions. Which class did you guys attend? The Sunday <laughs> 2 o'clock. She's my schedule keeper. Gotcha. One, Sunday at 1.30. <laughs> Any 1.30 class out there? Anybody in here? I heard one. Got Give Gina. us a couple more. Got two. Well, three of y'all. You're awesome. Four in the back. Awesome. Actually, there's probably about 50. Um, so um, what, what are some things maybe you learned from the class that uh, have helped kind of change how you think about your finances? Um, we started budgeting together. So How, how'd, that, how'd that go? It, it went pretty okay. I mean, no fights, but, you know, I'd be like, well, you know, that we should really put that there and put this here. But beforehand, I didn't want to look at the money. I was like, mm -hmm. if I don't see it and I don't see where it's going, That's I won't right. get stressed out about it. It's right. like, you just take care of it. Right. Um, but then I realized that that's not very healthy for our relationship. So we yeah. started a zero-based budget and it's been really nice to watch where your money's going. You know, beforehand gotcha. it was like, go to the grocery store. Well, you need bananas. You can't sacrifice bananas. But, right, you know, right, like right, now right. we realize there are some things we can sacrifice in that grocery yeah. list. What, what were some things that you may have uncovered? That, uh, some, any surprise areas of spending besides Chinese food? Now we, we looked at it for the first time when we were looking at our credit card bill and everything. Yeah. And she's a teacher, so it's teachers pay teachers. If there's any other teachers out there, we, we pulled up like several expenses. She was like, oh, I should stop that. I'll stop that immediately for us. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's good. Well, so you found out quickly. Yeah. What are some other things that you, the changes you had to make uh, over the course of that? Because you made some pretty significant changes. Right. right. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we decided to do was put our house on the market. Mm. And so we... That feels like a big deal to me. It's a really big deal. Like a big deal to yeah. That's a big deal, we've, yeah. We've only lived in it a little over a year, and what we had realized was we didn't do the, the steps right. So we mm -hmm. should have started with, you know, our emergency fund and then paying off debt and getting your three to six months expenses, then buying a house. Yeah. So we kind of did everything in the opposite order. Gotcha. Um, but it's all obviously working out. But, yeah, our house is on the market, gotcha. so if anybody needs to buy a house. Anybody needs to know. buy a house, here's your couple. <laughs> Anybody that wants to buy a house for cash, you're welcome. <laughs> so what do you think that's going to help you do in the future going forward? How's that going to help you? Yeah, so we'll, we'll be able to pay off all our student loan debt if mm -hmm. we uh, are able to sell the house and then be able to knock out all those other expenses with that, you know, taking the snowball effect that yeah. Dave talks about. Right. Um, and then be able to just not accumulate debt after that. And that gotcha. Awesome. Gotcha. Can you imagine being married a year and a half and kind of getting that, right? And kind of understanding what it'd be like to be financially free. So let's give him a hand. Good job, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, man. Thank you. Next, I'm going to invite Harvey and Brianna Bannister up. Um, Harvey is a, uh, Harvey volunteer, they volunteer in a lot of different areas, our front door on Sunday mornings, in our student ministry on Wednesday, and Harvey and I have been in some groups together, and Harvey's got a pretty incredible story, so Harvey, just, uh, man, a little bit about, uh, just tell us, tell me a little bit about you and Brianna, just a little quick snapshot of you and your family. So for clarity first, extrovert, introvert, so she's going to look beautiful and smile, and uh, for our marriage, one of us is going to talk. And it's not her. Uh, and, 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 it's, and it's not her. We had, uh, she, she coached Stephen ahead of time. Don't you ask me a question up there. So. <laughs> and I said, yes, ma'am. Yeah. So, uh, so Brianna and I have been married for, uh, for 11 years. Um, unbelievably inspired by that couple that was just talking, thinking about like that mindset around a year and a half into marriage. But uh, four kids uh, and, uh, um, yeah, 11 years of marriage. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Now, on the front end, when you heard about financial peace, you weren't super jazzed about 
about engaging going through the course. So tell me a little bit about why you were hesitant. Yeah, so we, we've heard of Dave Ramsey um, on different financial channels, heard of Financial Peace University, have had friends go through it. Uh, when it, we first started having the conversation here at church about uh, you know doing a Financial Peace University, we talked about it a little bit, but to be honest, it, was, uh, it started off as kind of, uh, we didn't need it, right? So it was the conversation mm-hmm. around, uh, made some smart decisions early in our marriage, uh, and uh, we, don't, we don't have any car payments or, or debt or student loans or credit card, and we have money in the bank, investments, and, and all of that. So um, it, was, it was really this mindset around, uh, it's, it's not necessarily for us, um, and, uh, and we didn't need to go through it. Why do you, why do you think you, were, you did kind of plan and all that kind of stuff like that? Yeah, so early, um, when we talked about when we first got married, we came from, from two different backgrounds. So she came from a background um, where family... Uh, they, they really lived by, hey, what we could afford based on the monthly payment. Um, mm-hmm. So from a credit card or loans and all that. And then I was raised, I joke and say we went to the same Kentucky Fried Chicken that, that Joey did with his family where we had to lick other people's fingers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, so it was, uh, it, so, so with, with my mom, she was a single mom and, and we didn't have a lot. So it was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we, money between the mattress was a real thing. And mm-hmm. you have a different concept of money growing up. Right, for sure, for sure. Yep. What are some things that the class was able to teach you, you think, that helped you in your marriage? Yeah, it was good. You know, you talk about the way that I was raised um, and having a different concept of money and set, set us up. And, and a couple of things that, uh, that, that we saw initially was the way that our kids were. So we talked about four mm-hmm. kids, and um, I think a lot of people in the community could, could relate to this, but, you know, our kids had no concept of money. And it was yeah. just this, this, they were growing up, they get whatever they want. Um, if they asked for one thing on Christmas, we got them five things. We, we <laughs> lied to ourselves and said it was for them, but really yeah. it was so, so we could get them more things, and, and they were really spoiled. And I think one comment at one point was uh, Isaac, my little six-year-old, uh, mentioned to Brianna saying he wants one of those Target gift cards like, like she has because you don't have to pay for it and you can just get whatever you want. Uh, and, yeah. and, and so that makes you realize I want, I want that legacy is scary. Too. I know. I want one too. <laughs> Actually, not Target. Yeah. Target's right there with the devil. So. <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that because <laughs> I've spent some money there. Yeah. So. But how did you kind of talk? What did that make you realize when your son's like, hey, I want one of those things so I can have free stuff? Yeah, yeah. so that's uh, so when we got going into Financial Peace University, it's been great to even watch how, how they've changed, how we've changed. Um, you know, we were in a mindset that there was money that, um, that, that we had that Brianna didn't even know about. We had, you know, different, I, I say we, it's I, I guess, um, but had different checking accounts and hiding all good intent, but it was a mindset of never running out of money. Yeah. So, so what they saw at different times, they never saw their parents talk about money, mm-hmm. right? So, and if we did talk about money, um, every once in a while, there was a joke that I'm a part, pretty sarcastic person and Brianna would say, how are we with money? And I'd say, we're broke. Um, <laughs> and, and it was just this constant thing yeah. of, of that's what we'd say. And, and really what was happening. So these conversations would be short. Brianna would feel guilty, I would feel frustrated, and then we'd just move on. So the kids never saw the concept of that. They never saw us paying with cash. They never saw anything. So really what we were doing and not realizing what we were doing is setting them up at some point in their life or our life where there would have been a lot of failure. Yeah. What about your marriage? Kind of how did it change the dynamic of that? Yeah, it's one on the same team now. So it's kind of nice. You think about we both had really good intent. Um, Her natural thing was to feel guilty and, you know, say, okay, if he's saying that we're broke, I know he's kind of joking, but at the same time, um, she kept putting more guilt, more guilt, more guilt. I would be frustrated um, around the thing, like why is she spending so much on the kids and all that. So once we actually sat down and we aligned on our common goal yeah. around, hey, here's our budget, here's what's coming in, being completely open, right? If something would have happened to me, she yeah. would have had no idea where the money was, no idea where the investments were, anything. Yeah. So now the confidence that it creates 
uh, for us knowing where the money is together, us having the conversations, us deciding. Um, it was exciting. There was two really exciting things that happened in the last 30 days. Number one, at work, I got a text message with an exclamation point. Uh, and, and it literally was a simple, and this may sound really simple, but I got super excited. But she's like, hey, um, I, I made this choice in the store today, and I didn't buy this, right? But she was excited about that. And then I got excited because that's yeah. not guilt. That's joy. Right. And right. then the second part is, is in October, we, you know, we spent less in October than we probably have in three to four years. Um, oh, yeah. And when she came when we were at the end with, with some extra money, she's like, hey, we should put that on the principal of the house. So we were able to make an extra house payment. Oh, wow. That's and it wasn't awesome. me saying it. It was, it, was, yeah. it was the free spirit, not the nerd. Yeah. And so you think about that. There was a, there was a lot of joy with that. You guys remember? Who, okay. Who, who are the free spirits in the room from, from Rams? You guys get it? How about, how about nerds in the room? Gosh, there's a lot more of us. Yeah. Wow. We got some work to do. Well, that's incredible. I think that um, your story, I think, is indicative of a lot because it, as we've kind of said, it's not just a financial movement. It's a marriage movement to really help speak into marriage if there is so much stress in marriage. And I think you're a great example of just what conversation does and the joy that God inserts in there, not fear and, uh, and not conflict. So thanks for sharing yeah, that, man. Absolutely. Thank you very Thank you. much. Awesome. Let's give him a hand. Thank you. Now, we have one story that we, that we captured on video uh, that's pretty incredible. And so we have someone in this particular video, and they, uh, I mean, they, they got something that was unexpected. And so let's see if you can find it. Let's take a look. Over the past nine weeks, as a church, we've been going through Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. And over that time span, we have heard story after story after story about financial perspectives being changed and about lives being transformed. One of those stories is my friends, Donna and Mastin. I had a chance to sit down with them this week and I wanna share that interview with you. Okay, Mastin, tell me about the young, the fresh, and the ambitious Mastin. Wow, I haven't been called that in a long time. Uh, I had just, just graduated college. Um, uh, actually went to a Bible college and graduated. I was a, a licensed pastoral counselor, you know, complete, full-blown ministry-minded. And uh, was married, uh, ended up having uh, four daughters, and uh, was married for 18 years. Okay. And the marriage ended up uh, failing. Divorce and life circumstances, uh, I, was, I was in severe depression. Um, and my way of coping with that depression is I ended up, uh, I started drinking. And that uh, little bit of drinking uh, in, ended up uh, full-blown alcoholism. And uh, uh, that, that took me down a, a dark and, and ugly road of uh, just addiction and losing just about everything that I had that got me to a point where I was, I was ready to get help. So how does Donna come into the picture? Through that program, you know, met many different people, met this lady that, that introduced me to, to Donna. And, and it's just, uh, I mean, it's amazing how God orchestrated the whole thing. That's cool. All right, so Donna, tell me, um, what was your first impression of Mastin? It was just such a comfortable and easy conversation, which doesn't always happen the first time you meet somebody. I love how he loves his daughters. Like, that was, I think, one of the first things that 
that made me realize how important family was to him is the way that he lights up when he talks about his daughters. So let's talk about Dave Ramsey stuff. Whose idea was it to go through Financial Peace University this time? That, that was my idea. I just figured if we were still together at you know eight, nine months of dating that it would be a really good opportunity for us to start having those conversations. And What are some things that you're excited about in the future now that you've gone through Financial Peace University? Where it talks about the sins of our fathers mm. can be broken and they don't have to be handed down. And whether that be alcoholism or just the whole free will thinking of money that I had, actually having a plan for everything that I do. Yeah. I think for us that coming to, to the conclusion that we have a lot of the same hopes and dreams of what we want to be able to do in our future and the fact that, that we can get there financially um, to be able to, um, to give like no one else, like Dave talks about and um, to be able to travel and to retire and the things that we want to do in the future to do those things together is, is really exciting and, um, and just gives me hope and motivation to, to stick to it. So Mastin, for you, what are some things that you're excited about the future now that you've gone through FBU? The biggest thing is, is being focused together, whether it be budget, um, retirement, the, the fact that we're, we're talking about getting married um, and planning a wedding and buying a ring and all of those things. You know, if we, uh, um, if we get married, which uh, I'm hoping that we will. <laughs> it kind of depends right now on whether or not you'll say yes. So fun, so fun. And as you see, it's not just been about finances. It's about so much more. It's about people's future, and it's about people and their lives being changed. So we want to take a look at the progress that we made. Like, how did we do? How did we save? How did we, what did we do with our debt number? Before we do that, I would like to say thank you, though. Um, how, if you're a table leader, would you please stand real quick so we can just say thank you? If you led a table at FBU, come on. Thank you very much. Thank you. And also, I would like to, I'd like to thank our FPU leadership team. We had a group of people that came together to make this happen. Would you guys stand wherever you are, our FPU leadership team? Come on. A lot of extra work. A lot of extra work for them. Thank you guys very much. And so let's start out. Let's look at how much money we saved over the last nine weeks. Now, I think it's important for us to remember um, this, this is, these numbers are just nine weeks. And so uh, we're going to start out by uh, looking at the number that we saved um, over the last nine weeks. I think we have a piggy bank. There we go. We're going to look at this number now. How many of you guys remember, ha have ever had a piggy bank? Look a little bit like that. 
Anybody ever have that? It represents saving money. Remember your parents wanted you to put money in a piggy bank. I'm not sure where that came from. Now in this, man, there is the number of dollars that we saved over the last nine weeks. And so we want to be sure that we take a look at that. Did that shock anybody? Huh, y'all surprised? All right. This is a very large, wow, 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 wow. All right, so, so the, those families, those two, roughly 200 families that I talked about earlier, over nine weeks, remember nine weeks, 63 days is all this was, saved $1,341,514. Let's give it up for that. Incredible. My goodness, that's, that's a lot of dollar-dollar bills right there. That was incredible. All right, so the other thing that we talk about is the number of credit cards that we all have. And how many of those did we cut up? So there we go. So we got, we got a little chainsaw action going. We got a big Visa card right there. Let me start cutting right here. I'm just kidding, Justin. Um, so, so we cut up. We cut up. How many? 430 credit cards. Come on. 430 credit cards. I want you to think about that number for a minute. 430 credit cards that we generally use to buy things before we can pay for them. Or maybe there's a convenience factor in there, but we always spend more than we would when we use credit cards. We have people cut up 430 credit cards, an amazing number, over half the credit cards that people had during that. And so now we want to look at, we want to look at what, how much money did we save? In nine weeks, how, no, not say we did that. How much, how much debt did we pay off? Are that, are that 10 million, like how much could you pay off in just a short period, like nine and a half weeks, basically two monthly payments? Like how much could you pay off? So I'm gonna invite some folks up here, give our first four numbers. We have, these are members of our FPU leadership team that we appreciate. Let's get my hands, they get up here, come on. So as you know, four numbers, that would represent something that, uh, sorry, James, my bad. I'm destructive like that. Um, so, so if we, Jenny, show them the first number. If we paid off $9, anybody excited about that? Anybody fired up about that $9? $9, like that's more than zero, I guess. But in reality, maybe there's some more than that. Bill, how much, what if it were, what if it were $89 that we paid off? Would anybody get pumped about that? Right? $89, like that's, that's a movie. You know, I mean, that's, that's not bad. But, but James, what about this? What if we paid off $789? Now we're up to about the average car payment for most people. But that would, what if we saved $789? Like, that's okay. But wouldn't you hope we've saved more than that? Anybody hope we save more than that? All right, Janet, show us, show us this next number. What if we save $3,789? Like, that's pretty good. That's getting close. I mean, that's, yeah, come on, that's not bad. Like, $3,000, that's some people's mortgage payment, right? I mean, <laughs> jokes. Um, $3,700, that's not bad. Um, I think we could celebrate a little bit with that. You could, you could go to lunch on that and a movie, probably, with dinner. But what if it were a little more than that? What, what if, hey, y'all take, let's, let's, let's move down one step. I think we got another number we can add to that. Brian, show us what we got, 73000 Like, what about that? $73,000? In 63 days, we're talking nine weeks. Like, anybody excited about that number? Like, that, that pumps me up, right? 73,000, but, but what if we could add a number to that? Wouldn't that be even better? Like, what if we added a number? Come on up here. 
Beauty now arrives. Come on. In the number, I mean. Okay, so, so, so what, if, what if it were like, man, what if it were 100 or 200, 300, that like, wouldn't you be pumped about that in just 63 days? Kirk, show us what we got here. We paid off $773,789. We paid off that much debt. We had $10 million. We paid off in 63 days, $773,789. Man, this is about freedom. This is $700,000 that's going to lead to less conflict, to less anxiety. This is how much money now has been freed up to do the things that we really want to do, not just paying a payment. We paid off over a quarter million dollars in debt in nine weeks. Is that not amazing? Hey, let's give it up one more time. So, hey, now we want to celebrate. Now's, now we want to, so, so now we want to grab your poppers. Hey, grab, hand me one of these hand cannons. We're about to just let it loose because I want you to think about it. We saved $1.3 million. Like that's incredible. You add that to the quarter million dollars over a quarter million um, three quarters of a million that we, that we paid off. That's $2 million that we just freed up in our church. And that is just with a little over 200 families. We freed up $2 million, $2 million. So on the count of three, we want to let it loose. Okay. You're not ready for what's about to happen. I just want to let you know. So on the count of three, I want you to let go. One, two, three. So, hey, let's do this. I know there's a couple more poppers out there. Let's get them out of the way. One, two, three, go. All right, all right, all right. So now let's think about it. What does this look like going forward for us? Like, what is it, man, what does the future look like? Now that we freed up $2 million, you freed up a lot of personal money. What, what does our future look like? And as a church, what does it look like for us to be able to use what we've learned and where we've been to just laugh, but also... Also, to get, where, to get where we want to go. Now, I just want to talk a little bit about what generosity looks like. And the reality is at the beginning, if you'll remember, I told you we're not doing a campaign. We're not going to get to the end of this and say, hey, here's this project. And we're not going to put a thermometer up on the wall and talk about our progress. But what I am going to do is challenge us in an area of being generous to our local church. Because we know that the church is the hope of the world. We are charged and commissioned with taking the message of Jesus beyond these walls, beyond our community, all around the globe. And here's the sad truth about generosity in the United States church right now. We, give more, we gave more per capita during the Great Depression than we give right now as a, as a, as a church generally. And we want to be part of the solution. If, if Jesus has given his best for us, for those of us who follow him, we should give our best for him. And now when it comes to our church, when it comes to our church, we're, we're a little stereotypical when it comes to generosity, slightly above average. But you'll notice from this graphic that, that, that 26% of, of givers give 86% of our, of our funds. So on a $2 million budget, we have 26% of those who give, give over 86%. So basically, if you look at our room, these people would be funding everything. Thank you, guys. You're awesome. Good job. 
74% give about 14%. And this number has gotten almost doubly better in the last year. So way to go. We've made a lot of progress. But we've got a long way to go. We've got a lot of vision to accomplish. We've got a lot of lives to change. We've got a lot of people to reach. And, when the, and the story of Stone Creek is still being written. God's in the middle of writing it. We know that we're in the midst of a new day. And we're, just, we're really just getting started. For those of you who were here in January, you know, there's a church that's complimented in the Bible because of its generosity. And it says this, it says they gave themselves first to the Lord and then they gave by the will of God to us. So they gave themselves first to God. They got their hearts right. They got their hearts focused on what was important. And then their money followed. And Stone Creek, what if? And what if we stepped into being a radically generous church? Because the truth is, while we're like a lot of areas in the country, we're not different. There are some areas where we're different. And the area where we're different is our potential. We have potential to change thousands and thousands of lives. Untold stories have, we have an opportunity to step into because of everything that we've been given. Hey, what if? We reached more kids with the gospel so that when they went to college, they were able to be missionaries and to change the world. What if we were able to step into more marriages and see them healed and given hope? What if we were able to help more people who were struggling with addiction be able to be set free? What if we were able to step into places where people are depressed and struggling with suicidal tendencies and we were able to get to them with the hope that's found in the gospel? What if we stepped into being a radically generous church because we gave our best. You know, we have the hope offering come up, as Joey talked about earlier, and the opportunities we're going to have to multiply churches, the opportunities we're going to have just for local development here and for also for us to reach people in Clarkston who, who, who didn't grow up with the Bible on their coffee table and a Christian bookstore on their every corner. They didn't have that opportunity, but we are given the opportunity to give them. What if... This was the largest hope offering in the history of Stone Creek Church. What if we all just joined together to say we believe in the gospel so much and the mission of what God is up to that we want to be marked by giving our best. Man, our challenge is of this, all this work that we've done to free up funds and to try to get out of bondage so that we can be free to give to the gospel of our King. What greater opportunity do we have? And so we want to just take this moment as we, as we close out the series, as we close out the class, nine-week class schedule, as we close out our time together, we just want to be sure that our eyes and our hearts are focused on the one who gave it all for us. So I want to really encourage you today. We're going to close out with worship. Let's just, man, let's just engage with everything that we have. And let's commit today that we're going to choose to be a generous church that we're going to choose to use everything that God has given us to leverage it for the good of everybody else. So if you would, stand with me. Let me pray, and then let's worship together. God, we are grateful people. You have blessed us with so much. And God, sometimes we use the blessing that you give us to slip back into bondage and slavery. And God, forgive us for that. Lord, help us to always be a a people that champions the generosity because of how good you've been to us, that we understand the value and the mission of the local church. 
It's not temporary, it's eternal. Help our eyes to be turned towards eternity and our hearts to be turned towards heaven. God, and we just stand here as a people and we ask for more. God, we want you to do more in our church. We want you to do more in our families. We want you to do more in our communities. God, and I know you're asking the question of us, what if? What if you stepped into generosity? And today we would be challenged to take what you've given us and to use it for the glory of the one who gave it all for us, Jesus. Amen.